Hello. How are you? I am amazing. Awesome. Good to hear. How was your day? It was good. It was good. Very productive. Productive how? Huh. Execute my goals. That's very vivid and detailed. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> man, it's a lot coming. It's a lot of things that I got going. And man, that's all I can say is to be continued. Okay. Okay. So where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Roseland area, Chicago, kind of South suburban area. Most people will say that's kind of the hood, but listen, it's not where you come from. It's where you going. Okay, uh, I heard it was horrible over there. I'm not exactly sure because yeah. I didn't grow up over there. And where listen, I... a work in progress. <laughs> we are all a work in progress, right? Definitely. Yeah, and and uh, even though they say we are products of our environment, our environment doesn't necessarily define who we are. Will you agree with that? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me about yourself, what it is that you do for a living. Sure, sure. Um, well, my name is Alicia Robinson. Um, before I actually get started, I definitely want to give it back to you for just having me on your platform because it's an amazing opportunity, but I just love what you're doing. And so I love to network. So for me, uh, networking is what I do. I network with people who are like-minded, um, I also offer some services with credit restoration, um, that financial literacy piece, because like you stated, you know, coming from a community um, that they would say is bad. <laughs> Listen, um, it's not where you come from, but where you're going. And so I provide a service uh, that can actually help people get back on track, you know, or get on track to, you know, that financial security. I thought this was going to be a good interview. I was expecting you to be like a scammer or something like that. You're not a scammer? No, <laughs> no scamming here. No. Damn it. You do legit <laughs> stuff? What? I do. I do. Nothing is. <laughs> it's over. That is not what I wanted to hear. So how long have you been doing that? Um, Two years consistently. Okay. And what made you get into credit risk? Um, you know what? Um. In the corporate world and being in the medical field, so to speak, um, there's just this ladder that society has portrayed that at some point, you know, you find yourself hitting a brick wall. You get to the top or you feel like you're at the top and then you still haven't accomplished any of the things that you had in mind. And so I just found myself like, okay, this is that pivot. Well, I've got to decide something has to happen different. <laughs> And so I saw an opportunity to actually step in and benefit from, right? Because it's one thing to hop into an opportunity, you know, and, you know, it make a difference for other people. But there's tons of things that you could actually offer products, services, you know, there's so many other, you know, network marketing opportunities, businesses and other things that you could do. But I felt like I could actually benefit from it because one, I had bad credit. So I could relate, you know, so when I got my credit in order, then now I could go back and help the communities, right? Absolutely. How many real estate agents do you probably come in contact with? You're talking to realtors, tax professionals, and they aren't even in position to offer the same thing that they're selling, right? Travel True. agents, right? True. And so 
financial literacy, I believe, is something that helps everyone of all ages, right? Because it's not being taught in the school system. And in the process of this, I'm sure you found out that there are usually more people who don't understand it than do, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so in the process of them getting a home or trying to buy a building, you usually find out that it's very even the smallest steps that they aren't aware of. Correct. And, and it starts with the mindset. Yeah, that's actually the first key is understanding that it's a process that, you know, if you've dealt with bad credit for 10 years, it's not going to take three months to fix it. So, you know, that mindset shift has to happen uh, in order for them to see that journey, because it's not just, all right, I need a 740 credit score. No, you've got to fix your budget. You've got to, you know, break down, you know, your debt to income and see do you even have enough income to go purchase what you're trying to get, you know? So definitely. And so you've been doing that for the past two years. Correct. Correct. Um, I actually fired my boss. It's actually been, um, yeah, it's been a full two years um, that I've actually been in, you know, entrepreneurship as well as, you know, just being full throttle saying, you know what, I've got to do something different. So yeah, it's been a journey. Um, but it was so worth it because I had to bet on me, right? For so many years, I was working for other people and giving them my all, right? You know, you sit at work and, and it's not to bash, you know, the corporate uh, society, but it's just to understand that I knew I had a gift and I was sitting on my gift under the scope of someone else who already, you know, kind of had their plan in place and they just hired me to do everything that they wanted, <laughs> Yeah, um, someone told me that one time. They said, if you don't use the talent to have to provide a living for yourself, then someone else will hire you to do the same for them. You know what I mean? So Woo, uh, that thing powerful. Right? Yeah, yeah. When wow. I first heard that, I was like, ow, you know what I mean? Like it hurt, it hurt real bad. But um yeah. over the years I've gotten it and I totally understand it. But I think that comes from the systematic. Uh, portrayal of telling us to get a job right to work mm -hmm. for a union instead of someone saying um, you can own property or you could do credit restoration and help the people in the community not just own the car but own the buildings maybe even own the land that they're, that they're, that their house is sitting under you know what I mean own the shops mm -hmm. that uh, the the Asian community yeah. tries to come in and, and, and try and get instead of giving them the the ability to help themselves which is there's nothing wrong with that but why not our own selves own the salons own the weave shops of, of our own for our own communities and be able to better our community and let our own money bounce around like that and it's not taught to us what we're told is go to school figure out a trade vocation or something like that and then go out into the corporate world corporate america whatever it is and learn to fit in and there's nothing wrong with fitting fitting in, but yeah. also when you're fitting in, are you really being the best that you could mm -hmm. perform at, you know, the, the best person that you could actually be mentally, yeah. physically, you know, and financially? Are you really uh, making the best out of your opportunities? And I feel like in most situations, when you actually talk to people, they aren't. They're just mm -hmm. doing what they thought was necessary. They're just, uh, what you call the hamsters on a wheel? They're just spinning a wheel, so. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So prior to credit restoration, what were you doing? I heard you say you were working in the medical field. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, I just had that passion for other people. So um, initially, um, I was actually uh, pursuing my um, uh, EMT license. You know, I was driving the ambulance. I was, you know, I went from, you know, transporting, um, you know, patients to, you know, their doctor's appointments and things like that. And, you know, it's still a need. Um, it's just that, you know, being a mom, one, I'm a single mom, I've got three boys. So I had to really adjust because I needed to be home. And in the medical field, they don't care about your family because those people have needs. And so yeah. I was, you know, I was trying to make my way through the, you know, emergency room and do more like, uh, you know, uh, advancement and, and just trying to better my uh, resume, so to speak, right? Um, and build, you know, so, you know, of course, EMTs, they come in, they do uh, internships, um, then you get the opportunity to, you know, get licensed, and maybe you can work in the uh, hospital, right, and so I, you know, did that for a while, then I started uh, tapping into my gifts, and I knew that administration was my gift, um, working for, you know, assisting physicians and directors and things like that, and catering to their needs, by utilizing my gifts, my skills. And so, like I said, I did that for about literally 10 years um, through different- Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I just still felt like down on the inside, I loved what I was doing, but it wasn't benefiting me, you know, check to check, you know, then I would go to work and I'm like, I'm seeing people there for 25 and 28 years I'm like, I'm still young. I don't see myself spending another 20 years here, <laughs> right? So I, it just became like this, like, well, I'm like, you know what? What is it, God? What do you have for me? And that's when I tapped in, you know, really just praying. Was there a part of you that would go to work and be like, why am I here? Why do I keep doing this? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's prior to my two-week notice. <laughs> That's when I decided. <laughs> I understand. I'm I, I actually going to, you know, take that ride on and just, you know, you know, be that part-time business owner and then full-time, you know, employee. And every time, like you say, you walk into that office and it's like, whew. You take that deep breath office. and you're like, this ain't it, pimp. This, this ain't, ain't it. it. <laughs> this ain't it. And I understand because, yeah. you know, um, lately I've been doing the same thing. Like, all right, I have to take the the uh, the property ownership a lot seriously now because mm -hmm. this ain't me. This is this yeah. is not for me. And I can't I can't play around with it no more. So yeah. And I, you've I, got one life to live. And that's what really sticks in me, like realizing, OK, in this one life. I've got a short amount of time to accomplish my goal. So I need to make, make sure that I'm managing that time wisely. And so it's like, why am I spending time in places that I no longer actually have value in? And, yeah. and it wasn't just jobs, it was friendships. It was, you know, people who I was connected with. It was just everything. I just had that moment like, all right, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, so I was, I did a podcast recently. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And me and the young lady were talking. And I said, for me, the thing about relationships ended partially because I had a bad trip 
um, years ago when I did mushrooms for the first time, but it revealed a lot. It revealed a whole lot about my life. It revealed the people who I had been dealing with, the people I was associated with, like just everything. And I learned from that, uh, from that trip or that bad trip, right? Uh, what I needed to improve on in my life. However, Previously to doing that, there were things that I was just seeing in my life that I was just unhappy about. The people that I was around, the type of relationships I had with people, um, uh, this volatile mindset I had that was just not working, you know, just really everything that was just unhealthy. And then when I had this bad trip, um, <laughs> weeks later, I went back and I talked to them about it. And they told me about myself and they said they told me about the things because I don't... I, I was out of my mind. Um, they told me about some of the things that I had I had said to them. And they said, man, you should really start reconsidering the people that you have around you and in your life. It's like, because um, you could have killed one of us. And I was like, what do you mean? So one of the guys that we were waiting on, he came and sat down. I was like, what happened to your eye? He's like, motherfucker, you hit me like two times. He's like, and it just started opening up. Like his eye, apparently I had swollen, his eye had been swollen shut. Um, Cause I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I mm-hmm. I was out of my shit. So, wow, wow. but they told me some of the things I had said during that period in time. And I was like, yeah, um, I, I've been thinking about that for the last two weeks. So when, when, you, when you're talking about relationships and fellowships and the people that we know in our circle, it was mm-hmm. apparent to me that there was a, a major cleansing that needed to just start, not with just people, but with myself. Yeah. And the more that you can cleanse yourself of bad energy, bad, bad feelings and, and harboring mm-hmm. negative energy. Yeah. Then you can kind of clean out your, the, the, the people that are in your life because you can further see what is and what isn't like, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah. Anyone that's not supportive of my dream, and my vision, I don't need you around. And even if you don't have to support my, my dream or my vision, just at least have love and, and, and in your heart. And you just, I just noticed from certain people that they didn't have it. Okay. They just didn't have it. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna move. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some things differently. And then I'm just gonna take uh, some months to myself to make sure that I can process everything that I'm doing correctly. Yeah. And once I did that, Everything just Correct. started improving for me drastically, drastically. Everything improved for me. And it, was, it yeah. just happened more and more yeah. and more and more. And all the book reading that I had loved to do, I started back yeah. doing. Um, the way I did music changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the way people looked at me was different. Like it was just, it was just like a, a beautiful transition for me. And I appreciate that time because it, it, it allowed me to focus mm-hmm. on myself and allowed me to just say the things that I, the things that I want to do that is, is what I'm going to do. The people that I want around me are the people that I do want around me. And if I don't, you know, they can feel however they, they want to feel about it, but I don't need to be around you if I don't want to be around you. So I totally understand. Yeah. I totally understand the mindset. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful yeah. thing once you understand where you are and who you are. And you don't necessarily, mm-hmm. you're not being offensive to people. They're just, you're just knowledgeable about where you are, where you come from. And what your plan is and you know i know people that do have they have dream boards they have goal boards uh one of my homegirls she calls herself a gold digger she's been calling herself that for years um wow. and when you come over our place she puts all her stuff up 
but she told me, she said, friend, I keep this up all the time. She said, I usually have it on my wall. Um, and I look at it and I, she said, I always make sure to pay attention to where, where I, what I want versus where I am. So, so I make sure that I'm pushing myself and, I, and I, I, I salute her because her transition to being a better person and, and traveling and things like that has been mm -hmm. awesome to see. And she said I was one of her inspirations for it. So mm, that's amazing. Hell yeah. I love that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it takes. And and iron sharpens iron. So you, you gotta you can't fuel something if you around someone who's not adding value to you. Like it's not to say, all right, I'm here to take. But no, it's like, what do you provide? What are you bringing to the table? What yeah. type of energy are you bringing? Because if it's negative, if you have any doubts about me and my goals, then we just can't talk. Like we cannot part because where I'm headed, I have no space for doubters, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was it that I was gonna say? Me? Oh yeah, about the negative energy. So the other part about it was, you need both your hands. If one of them is dirty, you don't want to get the other hand dirty. So you got to wash them off or both hands are going to get dirty. So one hand washes the other and both hands wash the face. So you got to make sure that you, it's, it's within you first. It's you make sure that you, that you yourself are clean and ready to uh, take the steps to do better and be a better person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you said you have kids. How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay. Um, 16, 13, and 7. All boys. All boys. Uh-oh. So you got some riders, man. You got some people that's going to back you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't play about their mother. They shouldn't. <laughs> they should not. Men should protect their mothers, or they should just protect the women around them, period. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How was that growing up as a mom in Chicago? Did you, were you growing up, did you still have your kids in Roseland? Or did you move? No. Um, my youngest, well, my oldest was uh, three when I decided to move to the suburbs. And um, I knew that I could not raise my boys in that community because obviously, right, there was gangs, there was a lot of drugs, and there still is. And so um, my goal is to go back and actually start to, you know, help uh, resuscitate the community. Um, because at, at one point, about 30 years ago, right, um, you could leave your doors open. You could <laughs> actually walk to the store and come back and everything would still be in place. And so we might not be able to get to that point, but you could at least feel comfortable walking into a neighborhood that um, everything is in the upkeep, so to speak. And so, yeah. So as it relates, you know, yeah, <laughs> move to the suburbs. I knew that, like I said, you know, one, a better education. Um, I believe that the uh, school that you choose for your children, uh, it all matters. And so, you know, when they, the school systems provide more resources, um, it gives them a better opportunity. Not that they may take advantage of it, but that they have options, right? And giving um, so, them the best option to succeed. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So all three of them were raised in the suburbs? Correct. Correct. Okay. That's not a bad thing, man. No. Nope. So what was it like for you growing up in Roseland? Um, definitely. Um, I was kind of like on lockdown because of 
um, my family uh, and what type of background they had. So I pretty much wasn't allowed to like roam the street, so to speak. So, um, but I knew everything that was happening, right? I knew who the big, you know, uh, drug dealers were that was pushing a lot of weight in the neighborhoods. Um, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of, you know, um, prostitution and it was a lot of that going on. And I saw that growing up, but I knew that that was not my reality um, because I was better than that. And I believe that I was the chosen one. And so I still believe that to this day that um, there's always that one in the family that has to kind of go first. And, you know, God just chose me. I don't know why, but I thank God that he did because now I can actually, you know, take my children's and show my kids and show them a different route. I mean, everybody has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Every child within a family can't be chosen to do the same job. So right, right. just gifted <laughs> with that. And now that you know what it is, excuse me, you just have to perform at a high exactly. level. That's, exactly. That's yeah. It's definitely been um, a journey, you know, just fighting against those, you know, um, generational curses and, you know, fighting against, you know, where you came from. Because most people who come from a certain area or background, um, your family tells you, hey, this is what you're going to be, right? There is no change. There is nothing different because this is what they know. And so uh, we always use the statement that, you know, a person who hasn't been where you're going can't show you, right? So you got to get around a different environment, different type Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. You can't make a million dollars sitting around people that don't, that are broke. Okay. You know what I mean? It only, it, it, that's just impossible and highly uh, illogical. So your family, your family background, what, did you grow up like a, a church household or a Muslim household or what was it? Or was it there, something? There was a God, but there was no church. Okay. So I didn't uh, actually get introduced to, so to speak, like religion uh, until like my South year in high school. Okay. Yeah. What high so school did you go to? Um, I went to Bowen. Uh, it's like uh, over east in the Chicago area. I've heard of Bowen. I think they wear black and purple. Uh, Bowen go. Say that again. Purple and gold. Okay. Well, at one point they were wearing like black and purple. I think I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe before my time, but <laughs> we. Dang, we you make it seem like we was different in age. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, youngster. <laughs> You're probably the same age, by the way. So. <laughs> Possibly. I know I look like I'm about 22. We gonna keep that at that though. Yeah, I, I don't know with the beard. You know, I get I get a few extra years on, but you know it's fine. It's fine. So, growing up, you said there was a God, but there wasn't any religion, mm -hmm. and you weren't in, introduced into religion until you were like 15, 16 years old. Correct. I myself grew up in a church household. Like I grew up in a Christian household, and. The, the whole Jesus aspect that was always prevalent. And mm -hmm. to me, the older I got and the more I read, it just seemed like it was unrealistic for me. But you just mm -hmm. kept going along with it because you just, I wasn't sure, at least for myself, I wasn't sure what it was mm -hmm. that I was seeing or what I should believe in. And the more I read, the more it just all seemed wrong. Like it just, it just seemed wrong. The more and more I read, 
And then I started talking to some guys that were of the Muslim faith. And I'm talking to them and it was like, no, brother, that's the wrong, you know, you shouldn't be on that side. You should be over here with the brothers. See the brothers, we can tell you this, that, and the third. And they spit in their script and I started reading some of the stuff that they had. And I was just like, all this shit is kind of like an oppression. Wow. Wow. And they were looking at me, I was like, hey, did you ever think about like, how come God has all these rules, but he can't enforce them? Mm. You know, you're free to like do what you want at any given time. And there's no one here to tell you that you can't do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you have to do anything negative, but you can survive and thrive and be a great person all without reading these hymns and these books and these songs and everything. And we would have these court, we would have these conversations. And they, at one point, they tried to get me to go to a, a temple with them. And I just said, "No, nah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay." You know. So um, the religious, at the religious aspect of it, I did grow up in it, and I was, you know, I salute everybody who believes in it. Um, if it works for you, it works for you. But for me, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's just restriction. You know, there's like this border that you just can't cross. And if you cross it, you know, people are going to go, you know, oh, I'm going to hell or God is going to punish me for that. And I feel mm-hmm. like over the last, I don't know, five to six, 7,000 years, if God was going to punish you, it would have happened done, <laughs> done by now, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So that was, yeah. that was my thing. So are you like every day when you're working on credit restoration and helping people rebuild and, refocus their lives and their purpose. Do you get a sense of like um, elation from doing it? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I said, I'm all about the people. So um, my passion was always to help, you know, others. Um, I'm just that type of person. So okay. um <laughs> Just to be able to be in a position to, you know, help tons of people, you know, get their lives on track and actually benefit from, you know, them connecting with me, it does me good, you know. So, yeah, definitely. Awesome. I just had a question and it left me. Um, I didn't write it down either. <laughs> it's okay. I, I usually, because I'm, I've gotten good at it, so I usually don't need my questions. Okay. Thing. I'm supposed to have them. And my buddy right now, he would be like, I told you, you should have wrote them down. Right. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you something about the credit restoration. Oh, your website. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. Talk um, about it. Throw it out there so they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, again, um, if you are you know, watching this and you are interested in getting your credit restored, uh, trying to buy a home, buy a car, or just fix your credit, you've got to get, you know, in place and make sure that you're doing it the right way. Because the last thing you want to do is wait till you get to the table, especially buying a home to find out you've got to fix some things, right? So uh, of course you can always, you know, follow me on Instagram, send me a DM uh, at Alicia S. Robinson. Uh, You can also go to my website at aliciarobinsonfinancial.com. Uh, there's some of the information. There's a video out there that you can actually watch about our program. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, so many people have been able to not only fix their credit, but actually get the homes that they qualify that they want. Right? You know, you can always qualify for a home, <laughs> but it's nothing like getting what you want. Right? 
You know, I can walk into a dealership and say, hey, I really like that red Lamborghini. But, you know, if they look at your credit and they take you to the back, that means that you need to contact me. <laughs> okay, so if cash is king, what is credit? Man, it's everything. You're leaving so much opportunities on the table. Um, a lot of people always stress that, oh, cash is everything. Well, guess what? Uh, we had a millionaire who actually came to one of our events and he said, I've been spending money for so long and I decided to tap into real estate. And honestly, he said he had a 497 credit score, right? He's got all the money in the bank, but credit equals trust. If you can pay down on small bills, small accounts, uh, you know, your mortgage, a car note, something, you need to have something revolving because they want to see if they can trust you, right? If you can be trusted with a small loan, then guess what? It opens up so many other doors for those bigger loans. If you want to step into, you know, flipping homes and things like that, now you have the ability to go borrow $800,000 versus trying to save your whole entire life trying to make $800,000. You yeah, can just go borrow. Yeah. Yeah, and, and have probably 2 to 3% interest rate on it, yeah. right? So definitely, credit is power. Absolutely. So credit is everything. Cash is king, but credit is everything. Is that what you would say? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Once upon a time, um, uh, the younger me would just tell you that cash is king because I would be able to get up and buy what the hell I wanted when I wanted. <laughs> but, um, you know, situations and circumstances change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, yeah, learn. Just you learn from the mistakes that you made along the way too yeah yeah i mean just think about a typical person who you know is working a nine to five and wants to start real estate well if they decide that they want to you know buy a multi-unit building and they need maybe four hundred thousand dollars to start a project well, guess what? Maybe they bought the property in a foreclosure or whatever the case may be. Well, they don't have $400,000, right? If your credit is at an 800 and you've got some good positive payment history and good lines of credit, things like that, guess what? You can go to the bank and say, hey, I need a half a million real quick. I need a project that I'm working on. Put it on your business name. And there you go. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Is this something that you teach to your sons? Oh, yeah. My son, um, we actually had a conversation because my oldest, um, you know, he was so focused on, you know, I want to be an engineer. You know, typically, you know, when you grow up, you don't know what you want. Right. I mean, my my pop, my story probably changed a hundred times <laughs> when I was growing up and I said, all right, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to do this. And then it changes. And uh, the reality is he saw me, you know, growing my business. And I think that that inspired him um, to definitely tap into real estate because he realized he wanted a different lifestyle that corporate America was not going to be able to give him, right? Time freedom, um, un un unlimited income, right? Um, and to go and come as you please. You can't do that because <laughs> you have to major, follow. That's the major thing. Water. 
That's the major yeah. thing so to be able to move as you definitely, um By the time he's 16 now, uh, we're actually working towards uh, his credit and adding some, uh, I, I have him as an authorized user on my credit card. So by the time he turns 18, um, he'll be able to purchase his first flip. Okay. Has he started his own business yet? No, um, my other sons have, but he hasn't. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you know what his focus is? His focus is to make money and drive expensive cars. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's every man. I think that's like every man, like, yo, I just want to be able to drive nice cars, you know? Exactly. And get it nice women. I understand. The NBA was his goal until he got injured and now he can't really play. And so it's almost. Is it, is like, it that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. So Really? What type of injury is this? He had a back injury that it oh. kind of created some extra issues. So at this point, it's like, okay, well, are you really banking on trying to fix your body to push us out? It's possible, right? But what are the possibilities of, you know, a scout picking you out and you're a little broken, right? And not to knock his dream, but young man, just so you know, there are only 450 players in the NBA. So if you're not that cream of the crop, that means you have to go to the CBA or one of these Italian leagues or German leagues to play for them. There you go. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with playing for those other leagues, the leagues in Hong Kong and China and things like that. But just so you know, there's only 450 people playing in the NFL, I mean, in the NBA, so. Definitely a numbers game. <laughs> it is, it's a very big numbers game. Um, I wouldn't recommend boxing at all. Uh, you look like you could be a boxer. That look like kind of. I had a little experience with that. <laughs> okay. I had a little experience with that. Like it was, it was all right. But I think, I think the thing that happened for me was I found my love in music, and once okay. that started to take off, um, boxing became a thing that was less and less for me. So mm -hmm. the more I focused on making music and speaking from my heart and speaking from my spirit. Um, and the things that I had in my mind, the things that I was going through or going, uh, things that I wanted to just write about, I stopped focusing less on boxing and it just became more about, more about the music, more about just telling people my story and, mm -hmm. and traveling. Like, cause it was, it was allowing me the chance, the chance to travel. I've been mm -hmm. places, listen, I'm a black kid from the south side of Chicago, man. The places I've been, I would have never thought I would have I would have went to the, some of these places. Wow. You know what I mean? Like wow. And 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 not to say that music will do this for, do that for everybody, but it has its advantages and if you take advantage of it, you, you can do well. You know, not, right. not just if you want to be a millionaire, there's a certain lane that you have to get in when it comes to doing that. But for oh, me, yeah. it was just about putting out really good quality music, um, being genuine and, and, and being myself. And that's what I did. Um, mm -hmm. and my music got stolen one year, um, some assholes. I know, I know who did it though. I'm just waiting for them. Wow. I want you to put some of that music out, see how I feel right. about it. Um, right. But, uh, <laughs> they stole equipment and everything. It was a whole situation that happened. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I, music, Music was a thing that took over for me after boxing was just like, you know, eh, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I did try it. I was okay. I was okay. okay. Yeah, I okay. didn't. It wasn't like I had a bunch of losses. 
Right, right. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of them. After the first or second loss, I learned my lesson. And mm. The other two losses I had after that were disqualifications because a guy hit me in the nuts. I tried to hit him back in the nuts, you know, so. <laughs> and it was like so blatant, like the ref was like, you didn't even try to hide that shit. Like you say, yeah, the motherfucker hit me in the nuts and you know what I'm saying? You didn't do nothing, so I want my leg back. But uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, I was okay at it. I was okay, at it. but part of that, so the story behind that is just being aggressive as a little kid, right? Um, right. Not having a father, being upset all the time, wishing that you did have a father around. So when you don't, you you're always you're always striking out at people, and you think you're doing the right thing when you're not. It's just misplaced aggression, misplaced anger, and you feel like you hate people, and you feel like other people hate you, and that's not really the case. It's just that you're lacking the proper training on how to deal with emotion, and I think a lot of black men are dealing with that. I think people are in, in general are dealing with it, but I think black men especially. When you wake up every day and you are willing to kill a person who looks just like you, yeah. there's a lot to be said about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot Definitely. to be said about that. Like mm-hmm. I used to wake up and, and just like look at, you know, and mean mug and walking down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing all that. Like you know something wrong, it's something yeah. wrong. Like, and I think that's another thing, like we're not addressing the issue within the exactly. community. Exactly. You know, yeah. And and because we're not addressing it, it's a spirit and it's a disease that plagues a lot of the young black men. Like, it, yeah. How are you so interested in murder? How are you so interested in hurting people that look like you? Like that. That's not something that should be. That should be normal, and it's been normalized. Mm-hmm. I feel like if someone gave me a million dollars, I would be okay. A million dollars is enough for me to be sustainable and for mm-hmm. me to have a clear understanding of what I want to do. You are actually right. putting in the range of everything that I feel like I want to do. Absolutely. If you gave me a billion dollars, I think I would just start looking out for everybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't need all the money. After $20 yeah. million, dollars, I don't think I would need all of it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there would be enough things for me to do and to own and invest in that I, I would be okay. $20 million in the bank and then like everything else would be what it's going to be. I would be okay. Right. Right. $20 is a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I, I think now that we're at a point where we can be content creators, I was, uh, since I started doing this, I've been trying to pay attention to certain podcasts and I was watching the Joe Budden podcast and he was talking yeah. about how he met with Spotify and Spotify gave different people these deals for 100 million, 250 million. Like all these different people were getting deals. And he was saying how when it came to him and his staff and his group of people that they offered him a deal, but he said they undercut him. Mm-hmm. And he said there were people within the black com- community, within the hip hop culture that were telling him, take the money, take the money, stop being stupid, take the money. I know, I know. And I was like, well, when you know your worth, why yeah. would you ever just take anything that somebody gives you? Because yeah. see, the thing about it is what people don't understand is if I gave Alicia right now $50 million for her idea for prosperity through financial, you know, financial literacy, mm-hmm. let's say it's 10 years, right? 100 million for 10 years. 
In the right. five years, let's just say you make that, if we add up everything, you already surpassed that amount. But the mm-hmm. deal is only for 100 million. You can't recoup it. So how do we go about making sure that you get the money that you're actually worth? Mm-hmm. And Joe Button realizes that. He realizes that these people will play on the fact that they'll give you're me real. the money and I'll just take what it is. There won't be no bonus, no raise. There's, there won't be a point where they will uh, say, hey, well, hey, let's go back and redo this deal. Let's tear this deal up and let's go back and do it. And I think for him, he wasn't just willing to sell out. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing went for me and my group uh, when, mm-hmm. we were dealing, when we were dealing with like record contracts or me personally, when I was dealing with record contracts and the offers, and you go, uh, let me see, 400,000 is what they offer me. Let's see, right. if I sell this much, I can make 130,000, but if I take the 130,000 and go buy a building, I can do this and I get the 400,000. So why does the 400,000 even make any sense? And they own your catalog, they own your masters. So you're giving up everything that belongs to you, your whole intellectual property, exactly. just for $400,000. And it never makes no sense. Not saying that that's the actual number they gave me because right, right. I just do a number out there, but. Right, right. We ain't gonna talk about situations. Those are the situations that they put you in. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, us as creators, we've given so much to the world, right? We gave the world jazz, which they called jackass music at one point. Mm-hmm. We gave the world blues music, and through blues music, they went and created a country, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we gave the world hip hop and so many other things. So now they've taken it, rock and roll, and let's not ex- exclude rock and roll because rock right. and roll is some shit that came from some black people. <laughs> and now everybody else in the world does it and the people that did it you know exactly exactly so, oh yeah yeah now we're in a position where we can play a role of, of being more prosperous so salute to like guys like jay-z for creating yeah. the title but salute to all those who uh started to understand that they can take control of their own platform mm-hmm. and their own voice so I love to see that type of shit, though. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I remember at one point when you couldn't even make a T-shirt <laughs> without having a license and having your, your stuff in order. Yeah. And you got so many T-shirt businesses, people going and buying machines and stamping things, you know. And, I mean, now it's really, I mean, you can trademark, but the likelihood of somebody using your stuff. <laughs> Uh, one of the interviews I did was with my brother, my friend, Jimmy Wallace. Mm-hmm. He talked about that. Uh, HSLR, Hustle Smart Live Rich, is a brand. Mm-hmm. And he said he got subpoenaed by uh, Larry Flint, who owns the, the copyright for the word Hustle or Hustler. Mm-hmm. He said I had to figure out a different way to, re- to do it or what, 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 it, what it was I was doing. He said right. this dude got like 170-something patents. To the word, he's like, I can't compete. I can't no. do that. I got to back off. And you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he's yeah. start serving me subpoenas. I got to back off. But just mm-hmm. realizing that you do know how to fix that. You do know how to hustle and find a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's ways to do things, man. And, and it's in us. We just have to take the time to really do it. You know? Yeah. And, and I think the lack of belief in ourselves, too, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone was asking me, like, you should do the podcast. I really didn't want to, I really wasn't going to do it. 
Wow. I wasn't. Wow. I didn't. I didn't see the need for it. Like, why? Why? Why should I? So, what made you step out? Like, what was that first push? Like, you know what? Let me just try this one time. Over the last year, I kept getting. I kept getting told to do it. Over and over and over and over again. I was like, man, it's too many podcasts out here. Nobody wants to see me sit around with my bald head and talk to people (laughs) about whatever it is that they got going on. And he was like, man, just sit there and try it out one day. Just sit there and try it out. And I did it. And after I did it, I liked it. And a couple other people was like, "Um, I want to come on in and I want to try it as well. I was like, do what? And he was like, do the podcast. I saw what you did. So someone that I sent the video to, they sent it to some other people. And the other wow. people was like, I want to be on there. Wow. <laughs> after that, I was just like, okay, I guess I guess I could do it. That's amazing. So I just well, did a thing. I, Andrew King for just stepping out there because it takes a lot of courage and, and, you know, just getting over those fears and the what if, you know. I'm not scared of much. But you did it. You got out there and you made it happen, right? And now you've got to stick in it because now everybody's waiting to get on, you know, and it's going to be to a point where, look, I don't even have space to put you on my show at this point. Like maybe next year around June, July, I'll have some yeah. open, right? You never know. <laughs> you never know. We'll see what happens. Um I have to book him in advance, so mm-hmm. um, I just been doing them because now it's just become a routine and a habit for me to for me to just talk to people. There are some uh, guests that I really, really want to talk to. I'm not gonna say their names, mm-hmm. but I really want to talk to them, you know, um, in the science world and, and things like mm-hmm. that because they have a better understanding of what we're dealing with right now. Right, um, right. I, I don't. So the, my thing about fear is, of course, with any human being, the only thing that we fear is the things that we never tried, right? That's the only reason we don't do it. It's because it's the fear of the unknown, not, not knowing what's, what will happen. Am I going to fail or am mm-hmm. I going to succeed? This for me was like, how can I, um, it was like doing music without doing music. Instead yeah. of rapping, or battle rapping, like I'm just having a conversation with Alicia. Alicia. Mm-hmm. So I'm, me and Alicia are gonna talk. I just need to make sure that I keep bullet points in my head and speak right. speak about them. And we'll have a conversation. This is more, this is easier than me doing music. Mm-hmm. I hate listening to me do music. I hate it. Like I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, just I'm, trying to figure out like, <laughs> You, you, you got to go back and listen to because you have to hear your song and critique yourself. Oh, it's the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst at it. I'm the worst at it. It's like, yo, turn it off. That's horrible. You know what I mean? And I can't I can't listen to myself. I hate it. I really, really, really hate listening to myself. But doing this, I'm OK with it. Wow. I'm okay with it. But that music, <laughs> the music and the beat, I'm like, yo, like, dude, like he's way. still rapping. <laughs> like 10 seconds into this shit, he's still going like, turn that shit off. <laughs> wow. So maybe I'm, you just talk at music. Like maybe you just realized that wasn't your niche. I still do it. I still do my music, but it's just that this is a lot, this is a lot simpler. 
<laughs> I think just because I like talking to people and have a better understanding of people and what what their passion is, passion mm -hmm. is and what they do. What do they right. what do they really enjoy in life? Mm -hmm. And this is a lot easier for me. So awesome. But uh yeah, um the music, like if if I play if if you were to hear my music right now and or play it, I would I would like pause this and walk out or like cut it off like we're done. We're wow. Done. I'm just like, like, yo, that's hot. Like that should be on the radio. Like, and you could you could say that I'm like that shit is horrible. It took me <laughs> four takes just to get that. You know, I could go through everything. Like I messed up there, I messed up there, I messed up there. Right. And somebody right. told me that was part of the perfectionist attitude that I may have. And mm -hmm. um something about uh details. Man. Yeah, the real like good ones. Yeah, the people that are really fall good at it. Yeah, they said the people that are really good at it, they they do that type of stuff, but I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah. It. That's me um, when it comes to certain things. But that's just all about being detailed about what you put out there because you you kind of want it to be perfect, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I want what I put out to sound a certain way. And mm -hmm. even though it may be close to sounding that way, it's still not enough. Like, I feel like there are things that I left out. There are details that have been omitted and things that I should have done better. Even mm -hmm. though the finished product may be good to anybody that's listening to it, to me, it's trash. Right. It's horrible. You know, that's like, all I hear. A million dollar album and you overlooking it because you're like, no, I should have said that like that. It should be two million. <laughs> it should be 80 million. Like, I don't know. I don't want to hear that. That's trash. Throw the whole thing. <laughs> but I can't help that. So there, are, there are certain things in my life that I'm, I, I can be like that about. Mm -hmm. And I need to, uh, music, it's only allowed because the guys that I do music with and do the mixing and mastering, they allow it. Right. When they go here, nigga, we done. Like, we, we, don't, we don't care what you do. <laughs> <We don't. laughs> when, they, when they do that, I know, okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, bro, you, you tripping, fuck that. <laughs> we done. We done. Wow. Yeah, that's so um, this was just a little bit easier for me because I just feel comfortable with just talking to people you know? mm -hmm. and just letting yeah. people tell their story. Yeah, I don't like yeah. when it's just me talking all the time. Um, I've had a couple of those where the where I was just talking. I was just like, "Yo, I'm not like this is not working out. <laughs> I'm not the guest. Right, right. Exactly. You're supposed to be talking, and, and the person was just sitting there like, like you want to take a break." You want to you want to take a break, and they were just sitting there all wow. stiff, and didn't want to move. I'm like, dude, you suck, trash man. You trash bag juice right now. Wow. Yeah, but it'd be like that. Nothing even. Huh? What'd you say? I said that's not nice. I mean, no, I was like, that's not nice. How you said that? Somebody trash. If you trash bag you. Yeah, so what's one thing? Right. You cut out, I didn't hear you. Horrible. No, so um, so no, I was just gonna say, so what's one thing that you would tell someone who was stuck in between trying to figure out, all right, should they do it? Should they start their podcast? Should they, you know, step out? Whatever it is in you like in life that you want to do and you haven't figured it out yet, I would say plan, either plan it or just try it. Just try it. Just try it out. Do like a rough draft. Um, it's kind of mm -hmm. like if you do a if you write a poem but you never recite it in front of people. 
travel to a small group of friends, you know, like get the poem together, go over the right. points already. That way you don't have to look at the paper. Um, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like do like a rough draft, you know, a rough draft ain't gonna kill you. It'll only be one song or one podcast and you don't have to do no more after that. Like it's done. Like, you know, just cancel the whole thing. But yeah. Um, if it's, even if it's like skydiving, you can take skydiving lessons before you get, get to that point to understand, yo, I don't want to do this shit. Whatever it is, you know, you can always get up to it, get things in order right before you get to that point where you have to jump. Take them baby steps. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think the motto is fly or die. You know, mm-hmm. Every eagle has to jump out the nest to find out if they got it, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to fly or you're going to die. And at the bottom is some wolves and coyotes waiting for some chickens or some eagles. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Either but you won't know unless you jump out there. Like you ain't going to know unless you jump. And you got to jump. You got to bet on you. Um, yeah. That's I remember my first time boxing, I got punched in the face. I was like, oh, I ain't with this shit. Right, right. Motherfucker, you can't hit me like that. You can't hit me like that. One more time. (laughs) Yeah. And I got hit like 18 more times. And I was like, okay. And then after it was over, I had tears in my eyes. My nose was busted. And the dude told me, he's like, you know what your problem is? I was like, I ain't ready for boxing. He's like, no, motherfucker, you got to learn to move your goddamn head. Wow. Right. <laughs> he's like, you can't walk in. He's like, everybody in here boxes now. Like everybody, everybody's a fighter. Like you can't right. walk up to nobody and and not have no head movement. You know, like, you gotta <laughs> do things to to make sure that they can't time you and that they can't hurt you. So, mm-hmm. that was one. <laughs> trying things. to give quick. Like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is it. I got no, I, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, my my mom. I think I hear my mom honking <laughs> the car. You know what I mean? Like, I was ready to go. Wow. I'm trying to remember if there's been something that I've, like, I don't know. For me, like, I'm just that determined person. Like, I'm going to try it regardless, right? Like, I'm going to try it at least once, right? I've been bungee jumping actually twice, but that first time I was like, whoo, okay. And then went with a different group of people and they're like, let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. Come on. I'm scared because of the shit I've seen. I've seen, you know, the cable snap. And I just don't want that to be my fate. You know, I'm dropping to my death. Man. Will I do it again? No. <laughs> How I, many I times have you done it? Older, twice. Two Only times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think now uh, roller coasters and all of that now is like, okay, nope. I'm a little too old now. I think I'm... I, I need to revisit roller coasters just so I have an understanding of what that is. <laughs> I just need to revisit just to find out, like, yo, am I too old to be playing around with this shit and have a heart attack or poop myself? Like, let me, let me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, man, I promise you, like, just the vision of it. I'm like, ooh, no, not, not knocking on the ace that I'm currently knocking on. I'll say that. <laughs> Everybody, I'm no, a woman never tells. I'm 40 and whatever. I, I still look, oh. you wouldn't even know I was 40. So, 40? No, you're not. I don't believe you. Yeah, the birth certificate will tell you different, though. You know, I'm 40. So, <laughs> life is good. Take care of myself. Definitely. I need to start back working out, though. 
you know, that's been my recent challenge. And I must say, um, being in my outfit today was definitely an encouragement because I remember at one point being in this, I did not like how I look. And so just being able to get back on track and be consistent, you know, it's just mindset. Like you got to get tired enough, you know, and be like, you know what? I don't like this. I'm fixing it. And so, you know, just challenging myself and getting on the treadmill and actually getting up, working out, you know, now I'm cool. Like I can get up and go do it, you know, but, you know, for a while it was a lifestyle, but then when you fall off track and then you got to get back on, it's like, Ooh, like, man, I don't feel like getting up. Right. <laughs> do you meditate? I do. I do. I'm, I'm every day or just mine. Um, not every day. I would say maybe three times out the week. Oh, that's still um, better than me. That's way better. Yeah, I'm trying to increase my time and really like focus on that. You know, got to get up early before the kids get up. You know, because it's one thing to pray, but you know, like they say, you get up and next thing you know, you're supposed to be praying and you didn't fell asleep <laughs> in the yeah, middle of the flight. What, what got you? What got you into meditation? Um, just. De developing me and manifesting my goals like that manifestation is real and when you start to seek those things that you want you gotta meditate you gotta like think on those things they say think it not strange like you have to think on it and that means you have to take that time out for you um because sometimes uh what you are trying to develop comes out and so sometimes speaking to those things that you need to work on like I said, working out for me was one of them. So, and I mean, just to speak on what you were saying about, you know, how you see something in your music and then automatically you're like, okay, I can't take another minute of this. Um, that just speaks to, you know, that developing, like you, you want things so perfect, but it's something that's imperfect in you that you see and you don't like seeing it. Yeah. So, Meditation for me is definitely where I get to see those things I need to work on and just challenge myself so that I can, you know, actually manifest the goals, manifest my future and everything that I have. Have you ever been meditating and slip out further than normal? Um, I wouldn't say I've gotten to that deep. I wouldn't say something. I have. Was it scary? Was it like it was not up? scary, but it was different. It was so for me, it was strange because I had never been okay. in that level of meditation where I start seeing the squiggly mm -hmm. lines and things just happening around, and I was just I was just like a light. Mm -hmm. If I can describe it that way, I was just light, and for me, for that to happen, it was just so different because that was not something that I was used to. I'm used to just meditating for maybe five, wow. five to maybe 10 minutes and, and focusing on breathing. And once you focus on breathing, breathing, you slip into, for me, I slip into the next level of forgetting where I am and just focusing mm -hmm. on being centered and, 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 mm -hmm. and throwing out all the negativity and cleansing myself. Mm -hmm. I, I hit that level and that was different. And yeah. when I woke up, I shouldn't say when I woke up. When I came back to, mm -hmm. time had really moved. It, had, it was like 35, 40 minutes had passed. And I was mm -hmm. looking around like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, 
think I did it. <laughs> I was like, damn, like I, I, I wasn't trying. So I don't nobody who ever sees this to say, oh, like you're a guru. I am not a guru. That shit just right. happened. Right. I know it was going to happen. I just sat there and I was breathing. And the next thing I know, I don't even remember. So I don't even remember that I had music playing. That's how, how, how deep I was into it. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I started off, I was listening to the music because I had the meditation music on. Right. And I was meditating and I was meditating. And then when I came to, I looked up, I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Wow. And I looked at the phone and I was like, 40 minutes have been passed. Wow. Damn. But right. I remember being like just lines, like lines going through this like plane or this field. And it was just like light. I was just like light. I don't. Wow. That, yeah. Something I never experienced. Um, I would probably need to talk to one of those, one of the top people at that to understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just now sharing that with people, but I because usually if I say something like that, like oh, yo, he weird, son. Like, this no, dude, that's not weird. Weirdo, but um, <laughs> I think I might have. I think I have an understanding of what happened. I'm just not gonna mm-hmm. say. It, but um, meditation <laughs> is good. I will say that meditation is good. Right. It's good for uh, maintaining balance. Uh, for me, it's good for plotting ahead to see what you want. What do you want? And setting goals and being able to mm-hmm. kind of see, like put yourself in a place where you can kind of see those things. And what will you do to kind of reach mm-hmm. them? So, um, yeah, I don't mind that. I do not mind that. I, uh, I enjoy it. I don't do it a lot. And then maybe it's because of that one time kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, <laughs> you have a day then? <laughs> no, I, 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 I do do it. So the routine is to do it once or twice a week. Okay. But over these last, since May, I haven't. Since mm-hmm. May of this year, I haven't done it um, as as normal, normally as I would. So I need to build so it back tomorrow, up. Tomorrow, we're going to hear that story, right? Huh? We're going to hear that story, right? Tomorrow that you went out and you meditated and you made it happen. So what happened is... You will know if I do it. I won't share it with nobody else. I'll share it with you. By the time this airs, it'll be like sometime down the road. You know what I mean? But right, right. Um, if I do it, I'll let you know. But I got some other stuff going on. Maybe I should meditate in the midst of what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll my cousin who's fighting for his life and he woke up. Oh, thank God. Yeah. He woke up and he got out, out of his restraints. Wow. So, I'll take that as a positive. Keep fighting, Cuzzo, because we want to make sure that you keep Yeah. Going. I don't want you to Absolutely. become an amputee at all. Um, and we need to find out how come this person hasn't been arrested in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, a lot of work to be done there. But um, I love my cousin. I love my family. But this may be one of those things where I do, I should meditate or mm-hmm. elevate. I don't know. Maybe I should elevate. I don't know. Mm. Elevation could be help me out. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely because man, it's so much going on. It's yeah. so much. And you know, people need to see that. People need to see what you know, what are you using as the out for you, you know, to actually get your mind right, to get your spirit right, right? So yeah. 
that might be something you know you want to do open up to the world you know so let them know hey this is what i'm doing during this time right because yeah. everybody's fighting everybody's battling something um yeah. you know during this time 2020 yeah. has been survival right for a lot of people you know yeah for certain people for me it's been more of a, a creative a creative point yeah. you know um, mm -hmm. i've done more creating than uh trying to like grind and hustle you know i've been i've been yeah. in a good spot i'll say that i'm not gonna i'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna put myself oh, in yeah. a spot where i'm saying too much but i've been in a spot where i'm just being able i have been able to create and and life has been good like i haven't had too many complaints um there's a couple of situations that i have had to deal with um Mm -hmm. it, it almost put me in a bad situation with people in general, but um, right. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm in a good I'm in a good spot. Uh, but I, I'm I'm appreciative and I'm thankful that my cousin was able to wake up and take his restraints off by himself, and they had to go looking for him. I think uh, maybe I got it wrong, but yeah, woke yeah. up asking for his daughter because that was like the last thing he remember during a car accident. Um, wow. Yeah. So wow. uh, yeah, uh, someone came by and like, like hit him and hit um, the guy that was the innocent bystander, good Samaritan that was trying to help him out, um, killed mm -hmm. him and then hurt mm -hmm. my cousin. But uh, uh, I, I may have the, the facts wrong, but I was, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm only going by the report that I saw. Uh, right. right. Like it, it was posted, but they, their, their news or whatever it was posted it. So. Mm, okay. Um, I just want to know what happened to this person who hit my cousin. Like, where are they? Are they locked up? Are they being mm -hmm. charged? Or what's going on? But, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it was touch and go from what I understand. And he was in a really bad situation. But I'm very thankful mm -hmm. that he's starting to uh, pull through and he's being more yeah. as we speak. So, That's good. That's good, man. Yeah. Well, we definitely have because. Man. Having his daughter, yeah. you know, I already know. I was so uh, I was so upset. I was so upset. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he and and then and then the other messages come in. Oh, his daughter was in the car. I was like, what? Oh man. Yeah. Oh, she was our during the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He got his girl in the car with him and his daughter, and it's a whole mess. Mm. So um, very thankful that he's. You know, he's doing better. His life, man, his life is a crazy experience, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll learn pa You'll learn patience, resilience, hustle, <laughs> grind. You'll learn all this shit, man. And if you mm -hmm. don't, I don't know what yeah. happened to you. What's this thing that they say, um, if you can survive in Chicago, survive anywhere? So that saying, I believe, is very true because the lack of opportunity is here. But think about the places like Baltimore and other places and other cities like that that don't have the same uh, opportunities as a place like New York or California mm -hmm. does. So those guys do a good job of not just surviving, but they do a good, pretty decent, decent job of, you know, making sure that they take the best out of every opportunity that they have as well. Right, right. The mentality of Chicago like, oh. is if you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. That's cool. Right. I think that's just that's anywhere. Like if you are, if you can hustle and grind, and you ain't afraid. Like you, 
I think that's anywhere. Yeah, you can dominate wherever. Yeah, I just always hear people say that, like, oh, you from Chicago. Yeah, you strong. You can make it. You can make it anywhere. Like, okay. Like, I think like it's from not Chicago. a struggle with another city. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just think people from Chicago are different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think it's a different breed of people here. You know? Um, right, right. I just think it's a totally different breed of people here. And I think part of it is because of the, the, the culture around us, especially uh, Black Americans or Black people. Um, mm-hmm. Dealing with like gang act- activity. Right. The, 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 the environment is so like, it's like, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to, it's like a murky pool with like alligators and sharks in it and everybody trying to eat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, there are other places around America that are the same way. Right, right. I just think Chicago's a little bit different because the lack of love that people may have for one another here. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you do any mental work? Um, elaborate. When you say mental work for for myself or mentor work, do you do anything okay. like youth programs? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like mental or mentor. Okay. Uh, no. Um, somehow I found myself, um, so to speak, uh, mentoring to some people. Um, but I wouldn't say that that's a part of like what I do. Um, I feel like you know if you come across me and you need some assistance you know, I'm there to support and, you know, kind of show you what I know. Um, I'm not one to hold back on information, right? You know, if there's anything that I can do to help in my power, I'm going to do it, you know? So I wouldn't say it's more mentoring. Um, I would just say, you know, I'm, I'm about community. Okay. Have you ever considered leaving Chicago? Um, yeah, it's definitely um, in the plan. <laughs> it is in the plan. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um. There's so much more of life outside of where we come from. Um. Just because you're from there doesn't mean you have to stay there, right? <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's definitely in the works uh, for relocation. Where would you like to relocate to? Somewhere warm. <laughs> I will say that. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be warm um, all year. All year. But yeah, I won't disclose yet. <laughs> I, I see that. When you said somewhere warm, I was like, okay, she, you know, there are people looking for her. <laughs> no. She is a scam artist. She's just not getting to it. I got you. I got you. I see what's up. No, I see what's up. Not at all. Not at all. See what's up. No. Nope. Have you ever been to Africa? Okay. Hun. Have you been to Africa? No, I haven't. I want to go. I haven't been yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, for me, it's never been like, uh, oh my God, I just have to visit. Um, but we'll see. Um, of course, everyone always says that you know, there's a lot of talk about 
what actually happens versus what they tell you on the internet and on TV and what these places look like. You know, like you stated, you went to Spain, you've seen it for yourself, what they, how they live and how things are. So the same with Africa, right? You know, going back to learn about your heritage, learn about where you come from, learn about, you know, just period to see for yourself. <laughs> Everybody that I know that has been, they loved it. They enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not they said what they're the picture that they're painting is not correct at all. They said it's no different mm-hmm. from America or any other place. Where you have rich, you have poor. Where you have poor, you have rich. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always gonna mm-hmm. be a, a a level of certain prosperity or non prosperity in, in certain places, but they say you know, overall when they got there to the four or Dakar and Madagascar, mm-hmm. Liberia, Nigeria, all those places, Ghana. Yeah. Now, I, have been to Haiti. I have been to Haiti and it was definitely like, you know, the same thing. Like, it's not what, you know, they portray it to be like, I mean, it was beautiful, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, they, they promote those places the same way they do like Paris and Spain and things like that. Right. And those are the places I've been because that's the images I'm getting from the TV, right? Until right. my homegirls was like, I've been to Africa four times and you ain't been none. And she started snapping on me. And I was like, well, damn, like, what the fuck? She was like, you go all these other places, all these other countries, and, and none of the people look like you. And she just started snapping out on me. Right, and right. She was like, the next like, time you go, to you go to Africa. Because <laughs> I was right there. But I told her I tried to um, do the boat ride over. But the young lady I was with at the time, she didn't want to go. She thought she, we were um, pirate. She thought pirates was gonna get get a hold of the boat and it would be a problem. And I told her like, "Baby girl, I don't think they're gonna be looking for nobody that looked like us." <laughs> Straight up. Definitely. <laughs> I think if they come on the boat, they are gonna look at us and be like, oh, he ain't got no money." You know what I mean? Right. Or right. They gonna go, "Yo, we can't." You know, he we ain't gonna get much for him. Right. Right. You know, so also. Take them, like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were just gonna be like, yeah, I passed that up. You know what I'm saying? We looking for the money, son. Grab one of them yeah. newscasters or something like that. They'll pay a nice, handsome ransom for them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> we were at the Rock of Gibraltar, and I think the boat. You know, when you go to the docks or whatever it is, and the boat's supposed to take you over to Africa, and we didn't go. But because of that, everybody I know that has been, they was like, man, you should have went. You should have wow. just made forced her to go. I was like, that was my girl. And if she says no, she says no. And that's the, that's the end of it. Like, we don't argue about it. Man. At least not in public. And when we got to the hotel, we had a nice dialogue. Listen. <laughs> I mean, but that that goes back to, you know, who you being connected to. You know, those limited options you might miss out on because of what somebody else feel. Yeah, we got back to the hotel. She was like, I know you upset. I was like, I ain't. Going to take my shower. <laughs> you know, getting comfortable and everything. She's like, I know you upset. I was like, ain't nobody upset. What are you talking about? She's like, and those are all the words you got to say? I was like, yeah, we, we didn't go. We came back to the hotel and took a shower. Like, what's up? Like, it's what all good. Doing? Like, what do you want to eat? And, and she was like, let's have that conversation because I know you upset. We were right there and we didn't go. I was like, we did not go. And then I <laughs> <laughs> like, we was right there, right there, and you didn't want to go. You know, and 
I, I had my moment for a little bit. I was like, yo, yo you don't trust me? You right. think I let something happen to you? Right. Well, we had a conversation and I let it go after that, you know? And then we went out and had dinner or whatever, a couple bottles of wine and we was good. Mm-hmm. But I was pissed. <laughs> I bet. I was pissed. And the only reason, I, so let me say this too, though, because the only reason I was pissed because she kept saying something about it. Right. I know right. you upset. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I want to change. I'm about to grab my linen, put on, linen, you know, get it all smooth and fly so I could go out. And she just kept saying it. I was like, you right. We was right there. We was right there. And you didn't want to go. We was right there. You know? Right, right, right. So I got heated. And and then we talked about it. And it was over after that, you know? Wow. And I was like, this that might have been a one opportunity, because I don't know if I ever had that opportunity again to go. To go back. Right, right. Yeah, so it was all good, though. Everything panned out. You know, I still had a good time. Sounds like somebody needs to go back, though. Oh, man. Because so the thing is, like, everybody keep telling me, like, if you go to, like, the main people that be around me or the main people that um, I'll take advice from, they say, if you go to another fucking country and you don't go to Africa, I'm going to fuck you up, you know? Or they was like, I'm going to tell people some bad stuff about you. So ain't nobody going to believe that shit, man. Everybody know I'm, I'm, like, I'm a a solid dude. Like, ain't nobody going to believe that bullshit, (laughs) but... Right. It would make sense what she was saying. I was like, I'm gonna tell people this. And I'm like, oh shit, they'll believe that. Because yeah. I'm going everywhere else. Yeah, I ain't yeah, going yeah. To the continent. You know what I mean? It's just like, what's yeah, wrong with them? Like, you know? Is there a problem? Yeah, like you know, you know, you don't <laughs> fuck with your people, you know. So I was like, damn, I gotta go. Right, right, right. Yeah, at some point I gotta get that together. I gotta get it together um, and go. I don't know though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It had to be something that I plan, I plan out. I really, really plan out. Oh yeah, and right now, I mean, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Ain't nothing moving. <laughs> Ain't nothing moving. I'm good right now. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Like I can sit at home, drink my wine, and just think about where I want to okay. go. You know, and just spin the globe right, right. that I got. Spin my little globe. <laughs> Mozambique, we'll go to Mozambique. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. do that for now, but you know, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just save and just save my money and and just chill out for right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the best bet. Yeah, have you no. have you done any traveling over overseas? No, not no, not not currently. Um, Never ever. Like I said, I've been nope. Okay. Nope. Other than Haiti, Mexico, I haven't been outside of the U.S. Okay, you got to get that too, then. Absolutely, I wish on that. I'm gonna spend my globe, and we're gonna plan it. Late, right there. Late on. Late on. <laughs> Mine's right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. So, yeah. It's something I got to do. I think everybody should do it. Oh, yeah. That experience, like you said. Hell, yeah. My auntie. I think my auntie's been in, like, um, Brussels. She's been in France. She's been, all, she's been all over. She's, like, 80 years old. Sorry. Wow. I'm telling your age. But she don't, right, look, right. It. She don't look it. Like, it, when you look at it, you're like, oh, she's, like, 50. Mm. Like fifty, because she gets up and she go works out. She takes care of herself. Going, yeah, you gotta keep going. She takes care of herself, man. She don't play that. She takes her body and she do all that. And that's what's more important right now for me is, uh, you know, getting that body right, getting that health in order because the lifestyle that you want to live, you're gonna be able to do do all of that. 
No, health is wealth. I think they've been lying to well, I know they've been lying to us. Health is wealth. It starts there. Why? Yeah. You gotta have your mental and physical health first before you have anything else. So you don't watch TV. No, I don't. Explain. Um, I'm just huge on music. Like I grew up with a radio. <laughs> like TV is just not my thing. So you you're not a big TV person at all at any point in time. I mean, you know, if I'm just trying to relax my mind, I may use somebody Netflix and, and watch a movie that they say is good or something like that. But you won't catch me sitting back like, all right, man, I'm about to watch this movie. It's about to be like I could sit in a room and literally listen to music and be okay. No, that's fine. Like, so what what type of what? Name your, your type of music, your genres of, of music that Um all kinds. You know, I listen to jazz, I listen to R and B. Um, I just like good music, you know, if there's a good vibe, good energy, you know. Um, there's some spoken word that you know got the music background, you know, but it's the message for me, I guess. Okay. I, I okay. Acceptable, acceptable. I'm not the biggest TV person, but over the last couple of years, I've become more influenced, not influenced, but more involved in TV. I think it's more so because of the creativity that has been shown over the last few years. Uh, Game of Thrones was a show that I watched all the way through. Okay. Anybody that's listening never watched Game of Thrones, once you get to season eight, episode three, just turn it off. Don't, don't watch nothing else. Like, that's, that's it. Like, don't watch anything else. Um, wow. Yeah, it's don't watch anything because you're going to be supremely disappointed at anything that you see. Um, but I think I draw inspiration from some of that stuff, too, as well, when I'm, when I'm writing music, when I'm crafting. Yeah. So, yeah. For me... I look for those type of things where um, I can sit um, and take what I've learned from those series or episodes and craft uh, the things that I want to craft from it. But um, it's not a lot of t- TV that I watch. So recently it was Lovecraft Country, and then I found after that, um, since that has went off, I turned on Hulu. Hulu had this show called Hellstrom. Mm, Five episodes into that. So I started watching that. But usually, if I'm not doing this podcast or I'm not writing, I'm recording music while I'm working out. But I can't work out the way I normally do because um, of the current situation we find ourselves in. Right. Yeah, you could probably catch me watching uh, HGTV. (laughs) That's pretty much like DIY construction, um, rebuilding. I'm all about structure. And do you do build. a lot of that yourself yeah. around your own place? I do. I do. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, um, I find myself doing DIYs and be like, oh, I can turn this chair into a cabinet. Like, great. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you did your own paint job behind you? Absolutely. Good. Good. Absolutely. What color was that? Um, it's like a mint green. 
I was looking for that um, when I was doing my bedroom. I wanted to have yeah. a bed set like that. Mm-hmm. I love this color. I absolutely love it. I think this was actually my dress for prom. Really? It's actually probably the same color. <laughs> I love this color, though. Yeah. And so when I was transitioning and trying to, you know, sometimes, you know, growing up, you'd be so stuck on colors and, you know, you got to step out, right? And just do things differently, even when it comes to your attire. Like, I'm always neutral, right? You see me? I've got a neutral color. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, when it comes to red and blues and trying to make, I'm like, nope, that's not me. Like, <laughs> give Chocolate me some gray. Always a gray. Chocolate. Huh? Chocolate is always a good color. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I, I have a, a bear comforter. I probably shouldn't even say that. Because I get people may attack me, but you have to see this beautiful. Oh, it's just like the most awesome thing, and it just it's First of all. Awesome. I'll send you a picture of it, you know. But it's one of the most awesome things that I own, and right. I I love that comforter. It's king for my bed. It's beautiful. I'm going to get attacked probably, but, you know, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> Air was dying anyway, so. A horrible. <laughs> it's going to die, you know. We just waited. Anyway, um, him and his buddy died. and Salute to them. Hey, because I, uh, but no. Um, no. <laughs> I'll say that. Beautiful. And you stay warm. Oh my God, it's wonderful. Best thing ever. Yeah, so right oh, now the colors in there. Of, uh, <laughs> huh? Like on the next episode of How yeah. I Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throwing blood at me. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, so right now I have a, a, a white and blue comforter. It's like a fleece comforter. It's okay. It does a trick. Um, it does a job, but that other one is what Barney would say, super D duper. <laughs> I love it, man. It's beautiful. Oh, man. <laughs> serious, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a really like TV. I don't know, like the things that they portray and put out there, like um, some things may inspire me um if it relates to like you said being creative and you know tapping into uh your gifts and you know actually being able to create other things and launch your businesses and things like that but yeah tv um doesn't inspire me um especially this whole reality thing like no i don't know no reality tv i don't i do not do reality tv that's yeah the reality, but you know, if I see you know some contractors and I see uh, uh you know some women out here like doing their thing and creating that you know culture of all right, a woman can start their own you know uh business flipping homes and you know gutting houses and things like that, like I'm all for it, but anything other than that, um, I probably might scroll through uh what's that rhyme and rhythm or something like that where you see a, a lot of these new um musicians and artists coming out you know it's a lot of yeah. artists out that 
are so gifted, but they don't get the platform that they should get, you know? And I don't like that. Like I'm all for music. I come from a, you know, communication and broadcasting background. So I understand, you know, that whole concept of, you know, you got to put yourself out there. Like Steve Harvey wouldn't be Steve Harvey if he didn't put in the work, right? He put in the time, he put in the work to get to where he was, you know? Yeah, um, I just look for stuff to watch, and if I don't find, so I found the uh, outside of the Hellstrom show. When I'm in my mode, I uh, watch the Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's Adventures, um, and it's like mm, interesting. Yeah, you have to like sit and watch them. Like, yo, this is silly and stupid, you know, but. When you're trying to relax and and just like have a just mm-hmm. get away for a little bit, you know, you watch stuff like that and just silly and dumb and mm-hmm. it's Mike Tyson and a, and a host of characters that he have with him, but and they go solve mysteries. So after they solve <laughs> the mysteries, you're like, all right, cool, we, we go oh on to the God. next. One. But um, it's nothing too crazy. Like those those are the only things that I watch, and outside of that. Um, I don't really pay attention to the TV. Like I'm, I'm. Oh man, I'm big on YouTube. I, I listen to Les Brown, you know, Eric Thomas. That's that's what I go to sleep on. Cause okay. when I wake up, you know, I spend my first twenty minutes, like they say, you know, you gotta manifest. You gotta think on those things, and you gotta really be careful what you watch, what you listen to, yeah. you know, cause. Even, I mean, sometimes the music, if I'm working out certain things, I'm going to skip. You know, I don't want to hear that song talking about this B, that B. Like, I don't want to hear that. There are certain, certain songs I listen to if I'm working out. Um, yeah. And I'll speak for myself. Rubber Band Man by The Spinners. I think it's The Spinners that created the song. You're laughing. But I run three miles in 30 minutes. Mm. And I know the exact time to stop uh, and when to keep going when that song is playing. <laughs> All right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, when, a rubber, when a rubber band man, when a rubber band man comes on, I know, I know my, I know where I am. Mm. So the song is like seven minutes and like fourteen seconds. Mm-hmm. So I know when to stop. My three miles and thirty minutes. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I run three miles in 30 minutes. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm good. And I'm going to the next routine. Yep. And if I go longer, I can do, uh, what is it, the 50 miles. I can do 50 miles in 50, uh, five minutes or whatever it is. 50 miles in 50 minutes or whatever. Five miles in 50 minutes. I was about to say 50 miles in five minutes. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm tripping. 50 miles and yeah. Five miles and fifty minutes, and, and I, okay. I can get there. Yeah, so um, wow. And then I just switched up periodically the running levels of everything that I'm doing. And then after I get to, done with that, I do the elliptical, which is very weird to me because I haven't figured out how it really, really works. Right. But you could be doing, you'd be huffing and puffing and doing all this work and not have done nothing on that. Nothing. Month. Like ain't lost a calorie or nothing. <laughs> You will burn like a gram. I'm like, what the right, fuck? Like, <laughs> a gram? Like, what the fuck, bro? But yeah. So, um, 
that much the elliptical is crazy too but um when i once i start working out like i go i go i get into it because yeah. it's something yeah. else like my, the health of myself and, and being man, able to- it's mental man it's been a it's been a journey and i'm loving it because it, people used to be like oh what you working out for you so small listen this heart gotta last a long time okay <laughs> but it's just and, not about i don't think people understand it's just not about being skinny it's about being fit and being healthy like can you walk up two or three flights of stairs without huffing and puffing wait let's go back you said skinny I'm thick. You can be whatever you want to be. And this podcast, <laughs> Instagram, and on any type of social media you want to be. But from what I'm looking at. <laughs> no, let me stop. Bong, bong. All right. A mess. So. But yeah, no, like that, for real though, like that journey is like, man, it's amazing. And to just be consistent. Like, that's what it takes. A lot of people be like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to do it. Be consistent. Just be consistent yeah. at whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, because you got a lot of people nowadays, they want to take that shortcut, right? Right. They want to go ahead and um, have the surgery. Yeah. They don't oh, want to stomach. Like, nope. <laughs> and in order to really cut the weight down, you have to do the work. You do. Like have to get in the gym and work out for an hour, an hour and a half, and actually right. earn some of that shit off. That's the only way you're gonna get some of that shit off of you mm-hmm. if you actually do the fucking work. Like you, it's not gonna come off. If you think sitting in the gym doing 30 minutes and you taking pictures the majority of the time, looking at yourself, or you taking pictures of yourself on the machine, there's no way you're gonna burn it off. Mm-hmm. No way. Absolutely mm-hmm. no way. Like you're you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. So that's exactly. why y'all are going to Dr. Kevorkian or whoever y'all are going to. Right, right, right. <laughs> to get these body, these lifts and tucks and all this shit. Like you nope. realize that you don't work this thing. Y'all wait till next summer. <laughs> it is yes. Y'all out here tripping, man. Y'all y'all won't put in the real work to to get what to get the results that you want. I know a young lady, I ain't gonna say her name, but she was small at one point and she was big at one point. And when I say big, I don't mean big by like being fat, but just being like thick. Mm-hmm. She knows how to make her body weight fluctuate, but that's because she's gotten good at understanding her body. Body, yeah. Yeah, she knows when to work out, when to not work out, when to eat, when not to eat. She understands her body. And the majority of these people out here, don't, they don't know. So they would rather spend ten, twenty thousand dollars to go get their body fixed instead of spending the proper time it takes for a diet to be, have a better understanding of their diet and and be able to work on their body the correct way. But I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. So I commend her and I applaud her because she's very good at what she does. She's very mm-hmm. good at taking care of her, herself and her, her body. So indeed. Well, shout outs to her for actually learning and paying attention. Because <laughs> what's a lot up, of people DC? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know what that means, so I ain't got to say nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it takes: dedication, discipline. You know, and just finding out what works for you. Once you know what works, then hey, if if you pick up the weight, then you know how to drop it off. But <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she's good at that. She knows she knows her body very well and she knows what to do to take care of it. So um, right, right. those one of a kind people. Um, and I appreciate Absolutely. her for that and her dedication to health and nutrition. So mm-hmm. so I would like to end this so you can get back to whatever you have to do. Cause I would like to drink my wine and all right, all right. I I'm I'm remind you that I'm going to grab that bottle and I'm going to see if it really tastes as good as you say it does. I already sent it to you while you're over here talking. So, um, I know. I'm going to grab it and we're going to find out if it's as good as you say it is. I love it. I, I enjoy this bottle of wine. It's a very good one. One of me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mayomi uh, Pinot Noir, which is an actual good bottle of wine as well. And you have faded out on me again. Have you? To... Back? No, I'm here. Okay, all right. all right. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. But the yeah, Bible. Well, thank you so much for having me. Keep doing Keep what you're doing. Coming on here, doing it with me. I know we had a schedule for another time, and you had some other stuff come up. I do appreciate you. Uh, Linking up with me. Indeed, indeed. Listen, 20 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, remember this? <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. I didn't mind all great. It'd be out here. Right, right, right. Couple of grades, possibly. You going to die? Mm-mm, I ain't dying shit. I got a couple <laughs> grades in here now. I love it. I look, I love <laughs> myself. I don't look. Fuck that. I'm, I love me. I'm not there. You go. If you don't love you, who else will? That's how, that's my mind. I don't care who don't love me. I don't give up. I love me. <laughs> I love my fucking self. When I wake up in the morning, I go, "You's a sexy motherfucker, man." I look. Like, look, I ain't got no time to play around with people, man. Here he is. I got. You got love yourself before anybody else does. Straight up. Oh, you can get what, what uh, Cat Williams said. It's, self, it's esteem of your motherfucking self. Right, right, right. Like, you, can't, you can't depend on anybody else to provide you happiness that you don't have. You yeah, it comes from within. Yeah, it, it, it all starts with you. So if you don't have it, you're in a bad situation. And I, I do love myself, and I'm comfortable with who I am. So do I need to improve on certain things? Absolutely. We Absolutely. All, but that's, that's, that's fine, but... First and foremost, I love this person. Yeah. Love me. And the person that is becoming. <laughs> okay. I am not done. All right. <laughs> Whatever grades in there. I hope I didn't I didn't pick it up by accident, but they in there. They in there. Nice beer, by the way. Shout outs to all the beer games. See y'all. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Beer <laughs> Shout out to all the women with beers too. We see you. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a couple of them out there, there getting their laser surgeries and all that. I, I saw y'all. Oh I see y'all. I'm glad I, I'm glad I ain't got that issue. <laughs> oh, you, you don't have it, do you? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Some of them got it. They got a trend. Neat, 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 neat. They use the right, same. Right, right. I was in a section one time grabbing mines, and another one was like, I need that one. I was like, okay, take it. 
take it. It's just okay. It's just trembles. <laughs> no. Grabbed it. I was like, okay, shit. And it reminded me of that uh, Friday episode when he was like, wolf pussy. I was like, oh, shit. She got that. She got that wolf pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you on this Friday night. Listen, I could have been anywhere, but I got a chance to actually hang out with you and just talk like, man, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going. Don't stop. There's so many people that needs to be interviewed because there's so many other issues that are happening. And the world needs to know what's happening in our communities and outside this world, man. So I commend you, man. Just keep going. That's it. Drop your information one more time before we go so they know where to find you. Absolutely. Listen, guys, it's been a pleasure being on this platform. Listen, if you are someone looking to buy a home, buy a car, listen, get at your girl. My name is Alicia Robinson. You can follow me on Instagram at Alicia S. Robinson, okay? You can also visit my website at aliciarobinsonfinancial.com for more information. And that's all I got for tonight. You guys do an amazing job at keep going. That's it. That's my thing. This interview is going to be better, everybody, because I thought she was going to be like a scammer, but she's not. Uh... Nope. It's me. I'm real. I'm sorry to let everybody down, but I'm not that robot in the inbox. Like, hey, do you want to? Nope. She's a real person doing real things, and she's taking care of her shit, and she's on top of her shit. So, bye. <laughs>